from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I am Brian, and I have still not thought of a catchphrase. So well, that's okay. This is the best beer show on the internet, so how about you let me finish mine, goddammit? <laughs> uh, and Sorry. we're joined in studio today by a special guest, Josh. Hi. From Oliphant Brewing. Uh, sure, Oliphant Brewing. Oliphant, Oliphant. Either way Oliphant. works. I mean, it, I, yeah, there's no umlaut over it, so I guess you're right. Thank you. I know it makes it hard to see Casey, but... Well, yeah, it, that, that's the one problem with the mic stands. Maybe you don't want to see Casey. No, I don't know. I'm all about eye contact. It's I don't want to see Creepy me. eye contact yeah. and hugs. Intense. Long hugs. Intense. Uh, well, you know, both. you do what you do, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Brian, what have you yes. been up to beer-related this week? Well, it was my birthday, and uh, I... Happy fucking birthday. Thank you. I cracked a darkness 6, 2016 with my buddy Jim. That was delicious. 2016 is a good year. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's one of the one of the better ones uh, out there. Uh, and then, um, so with the ongoing Space Force situation, uh, the brewery uh, has four quarters out of... That is Virginia or Massachusetts, one of those two. So is it quarters as in the currency quarters or currency as in, or like uh, quarters as in like a measurement? That is a very good question. I have not looked into that. Um, but uh, in any case, they sent us a whole bunch of beer to try. Very, very cool. Thanks, guys. Oh, nice. Um, and there was one that was uh, like a, um, a Halloween, like I don't know if it was a Halloween beer or what it was, but it was bright green. That's terrifying. Came in a kind of a, a cool, like spooky-looking can. They have some some really interesting, gimmicky stuff going on. And their space force <clears throat> was made with uh, Galaxy Comet and Magnum. Get it, Magnum? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Mag- you take your MAGA hat and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh shit, snacks. <laughs> in any case. Uh, yeah, because we had to send all those cease and desist letters, and they just were like, "Oh, here, try a bunch of our beer." They sent a shitload of stickers, and uh, and and a bunch of beer, and a cool box mailer that had oh. like can size holes and styrofoam with a lid and shit. It was oh, awesome. that's awesome! Yeah, it's cool. Um, so that's literally the best case scenario when you send out a cease and desist. Yeah. Is they're like, "Oh, we're sorry," and for our for like for our problem, let's send you a bunch of free shit. Like, yeah, they sent us a bunch of neat stuff. Um, it's kind of cool. I mean, I think I'd say out of the 38, like plus or minus half of the breweries have sent stuff back, uh, including three, three Floyds. So that's the first time you've actually mentioned their name on. The yeah, show. <laughs> I won't go any further. So anyway, yeah, that's right. pretty much it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Just all of that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing yeah. too crazy. No, no. Just the same old, same old. <laughs> it's more letters and lawyers. Hashtag brewery life. <laughs> Casey? Uh, man, beer wise, on, uh, there was a big uh, bottle share at Pitchfork on Wednesday. I oh, yeah. uh, had a bunch of stuff that was okay. Bunch of stuff that was pretty good. Uh, had a Akvit barrel aged beer. Weird. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. Do not put beer in Akvit. Just nothing in Akvit. Actually, just don't make Akvit. Or Malort. And I think we'll be okay. For that matter. Malort would also be bad. Blort. No, you just keep that shit in Chicago where it belongs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Other than that, not a ton beer related. Uh, went and saw First Man, though. 
and that was amazing. Oh. And I and I had beers while I was watching because I went to Alma Draft House and God, that's so awesome. Is that I, Goosling Ryan Goosling? Yeah, it was the Goosling. Yeah, uh, who were going to space? Was is it? Is he Buzz Aldrin? Uh, he's he's Neil. Neil Neil Armstrong. Okay, so who's Buzz? Uh, I don't remember the actor, but he did. He did an amazing job of being like, like Buzz Aldrin was the one who was definitely more comfortable in front of the press and would be able to like, like made like these like you know these jokes and stuff in front of him. And Neil was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) didn't someone approached him and said that the moon landing wasn't real, and he fucking like hauled off and punched him. Yeah, just punched him right in the face. (laughs) But this was when he was seventy. Yeah, yeah. that was was like four years ago. He just badass. Like some dude was like, the moon landing's not fake, and he's just like. No, <laughs> well, he, I think he threatened him with the Bible. If I remember, yeah, the yep. incident, he oh, said, man. "Swear on this," and then Buzz, Buzz just the decked old one him. Too. He didn't take the Bible and hit hit him with the Bible. Like that no, that would have been too much work for Buzz. Too, too much Good old Buzz just needs to punch him right in the face. Fair enough. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. No, Buzz Aldrin is probably one of my favorite astronauts, just because his personality is so ridiculous and over the top. And he's like, "Yeah, I've been to the moon. What are you gonna do about it?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip. I've been to the moon. <laughs> Shut up, player. <laughs> you can't top that. You literally can't. Nope. Though I still feel bad for Michael Collins. He kind of got the short end of the stick. We were talking about this last yeah, week. Yeah, I think we, we talked about this yeah, last week. Yeah, the dude had to like stay in the the ship or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, he has the better claim to fame, I think. And ever the consensus at the table was that what would the first thing you would do when you were cut Masturbate. off? Masturbate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whip my dick out. <laughs> I'm alone. And I gotta get down to be The weird thing is everyone said it in like 30 se- or like it three seconds. Like, it was just instant like <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, uh, but this is the beer show. We should probably talk about yeah. beer, right? Uh, yep. Josh, why don't you just uh, like what's what's your background? Beer background. Uh, so I was a fan before I started working in beer. I drank it, and it was good. <laughs> and uh, so, so you and Brett Kavanaugh have that in common, huh? Yeah, that's about it. I mean, uh, <laughs> but we're right there when it comes to beer. Um, anyway, I don't really want to be associated with that dude. But nope. that, that's cool. I mean, I'm sorry, it's it's such an easy <laughs> joke to make. No, like, yeah. Oh, you like beer? You're probably that dude. I dude. like beer, probably too much. Yeah. Anyway, Oliphant. <laughs> I really don't want those two. <laughs> oh boy. Can we re- rewind no, and strike no. that from the record? I, <laughs> no, I like, I like the challenge. I like coming beer. back from I that. Like, uh, I like beer. What are you blackout? I never blacked out once. Mm-mm. I don't care. I'll never do it. Uh, so yeah, Oliphant, uh, we're four years old when uh, it's the two owners, Matt Wallace and Trevor Wernan. Uh, we graduated high school together, and uh, then they went off into their thing. We did our things. Then they were like, oh, wait, we want to open a brewery. And so they did. And they're like, oh, we should probably hire more than just us two because that's impossible. And so then they hired me just as a taproom servant. And then just when we got busier and bigger, I just had to keep doing stuff. I like the term taproom servant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what they call them there, knowing, knowing them. Yeah, there's, our job titles change weekly. Um, <laughs> and then so, yeah, just from there, like uh, taproom help. And then, oh, we need help cellaring because we're doing too much. And then I learned how to keg can and do all that jazz. And 
then they're like, oh, we keep growing. Uh, we need a sales dude. And I was like, okay, I can be charming and put on a winky face and <laughs> go uh, sell some beer. And then mm-hmm. that's that's what it is, uh, experience through doing. Awesome. Turn on the smarm. You guys were one of the first ones with a crawler machine, too, in the area, right? Yeah, so we started with 32-ounce crawlers. Uh, we were the first to put them on Wisconsin shelves in the area. Okay. Um, and then pretty quickly, we were the first to, well, we were the first to self-distribute into uh, the Twin Cities from a Yeah, you guys side. did all the legwork on that, right? Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of barrel, barrel rolled out of there and just got busier and busier. Uh, so yeah, we just kept down keeping on. Uh, first thirty-two ounce crawlers, then we moved to the seven fifties, and then we were the first to do kind of unique art on the seven fifties too. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't caught on as much as I thought it would. Um, if you go on shelves, you just see. I mean, I, I get why they do it. Writing the beer on the can. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, They're, more flexible. You know, flexibility. Well, in infinite more. If you yeah. just like, oh, we did a one-off and I don't want to order a unique label. I mean, we're pretty stubborn in that. <laughs> aspect. Right. Like it's it, our, our duty. I think he counted Jeremy Hughes is our taproom artist and taproom manager. Mm-hmm. He's done over 50 labels this year. Jesus. And that's unique art. And he also does the chalkboard. So he is just blasting art. He, you know, and the, the interesting thing, and I didn't know this, I, I visited the tap room fairly recently. And if, so you've got, you know, you've, you've got your mainstays like Honies Honies and, and I think Hunk Boy, Laser we've Hawk. got a few. I, I like to say we have a core 40. <laughs> That's no, I mean, yeah, if you're well, doing 50 a year. The like, amazing part is that no, we've, he has to like redraw these same pictures on the board if they, if uh, he doesn't stuff, have to. He just it does. It is a, it's yeah. So okay. once he it's a did, point of pride. he tr- well, yeah. <laughs> did try to find a loophole, and then he got yelled at by our customers to, "Well, why are you, just make new art?" And it was like, "Oh my god!" And then he just kept. So he he got a uh, cool records, and he unfolded them, and yeah. then he would put them in place. Oh yeah, of the thing, and like, oh, I can swap them out in case I don't have time to chalk. And the customers are like, no, do more yeah, work. That's not as cool as it was before. <laughs> and because he's stubborn and awesome, he was like, all right, I, I guess I'll go back to the hard way. And that's then he awesome. does it. So yeah, uh, we do not just 50 a year. That's the 50 we put out. We've done over, I think, 130 okay. different recipes. Of beer so the, so the, the, the 50 years. are the ones that are going through the TTB approval and all that. Yes. The, everything else is just taproom only. Uh, yes. Okay. Wink. Wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, all the paperwork's filed. It's just in the mail. <laughs> I, like, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, I've heard Brian talk about, you know, sending in labels for approval and stuff, and other yeah. people talk about it. Doing 50 a year seems insane. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I mean, that'll slow down. I mean, that we're, we just, after the four years of, or three and a half years, we were like, oh, maybe we should do the unique labels. So this is within since January I think we started doing individual crawler labels. Oh, okay. So it, it's 50 this year from January. Oh, but that's going through your backlog for the last yeah, four yeah, years yeah. too. Okay. I mean, I I'd say we do have like 120 recipes that are in rotation and we do have like I said the core 40 <laughs> that we actually make all the time. Well, there and was, then there we sprinkle in some weird ones. The first year you guys made how many recipes? It was blah, blah. well. The first year, if we go August to August, we probably did seventy. Yeah, I, I knew the number was way up there. I, someone told me once. I mean, and that was when we're at the size. We're a three barrel system. 
Yeah, uh, so you can do. So it is like we do three or four a week. It's yeah. not like we're doing a hundred barrels of each one of these and blasting through it. We're at the size where we're able to have fun. And, You're able to experiment yeah, quite absolutely. a bit. Absolutely. I mean, that's how you find Honey. Uh, Brian brought it up Honey's Honey's our bestseller. Let me go into sales boy mode. Um, yep, Honey's Honey's peanut butter honey golden ale. I had that for the first time this week. I've uh, shotgunned one of those it was before. Really good. <laughs> I brought some so we can have some more shotguns of it. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, that's like oddly our bestseller. Um, And I think it is just because we go and try these new things and it just caught caught on and cottoned on or whatever. (laughs) It's funny funny what'll stick around. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I I mean, we like it. People like it. Taproom, all that jazz. All right. Well, uh, we have a beer from a listener that we should probably drink before it gets too warm sitting mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, our listener, uh, Andy, sent this in. This is a his interpretation of our tropical sp- uh, stout recipe. Um, so he used, and I have percentages for you guys. I listened. <laughs> nice. Fucking finally got your percentages, all right? I'm just slow, okay? Um, yeah, so we have 69% uh, two-row. Uh, 4.6% Carafa 3, 4.6% Flaked Oats, 4.6% Roasted Barley, 13.8% uh, Brown Sugar Light, uh, and then 3.4% Chocolate Malt. Uh, 45 IBUs of Magnum at 60 minutes, so about 2 ounces for a 5-gallon batch. Um, and then he used Cable Car Imperial Yeast uh, number L05. I'd never heard of Cable Car yeah, before this. Me, uh, it was, me either. Yeah, it was, it was a new thing for me. And I had it looked up, and then I didn't. Do we know offhand is was the Carafa three was that D or L O five? Okay, from Imperial. So it's from Imperial Organic Yeast, and it's the L O five uh, cable car. Imperial wasn't that the one? Actually, I do. I'm familiar with Imperial. weren't they the ones that released yeast in cans and then had to not I do it anymore? Do not know. I can't remember. Anywho, yeah, it was uh, probably that. Yep. Uh, thanks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks, uh, Josh. Probably. Uh, do we know? <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds about yeah, right. I know. Do we know if the Carafa three is dehusked or we don't know one way I'm or the guessing other. it is. Okay. Yeah. Because you got two other things that are nice. D roasting. or pre-husked? Dehusked. Dehusked means debittered. But yep. de pre-husked. Is pre-husked like you do it before is, it's dehusked. Yep. <laughs> just trying to throw it out there, guys. If you got something with no husks, then you need to use rice hulls, like for example, with flaked oats. Hmm. Or yes. that's the bad guys in Mass Effect. Uh, and then yep. he mashed at uh, 156 for an hour. So uh, final gravity on this was 1015 with an estimated ABV of 6.8%. All right. It's on beer cam. And I'm, it is on beer I'm cam. I'm going to take it. You are going away to take from it. beer cam. It's been on beer cam for 15 minutes I now. hope you all saw. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. While we're looking at the, the aroma here, we're looking for sweetness evident, moderate to high intensity, roasted grain aromas, moderate to high. Uh, and can have coffee or chocolate notes. Fruitiness, uh, medium to high, may have molasses, licorice, dried fruit, or vinous aromatics. Aroma-wise, uh, it's sweet. Yeah, I taste little, the vine. Li- yeah, a little, uh, little chocolate, <laughs> little, little, little chocolatey, little roasty. What temperature did you mash the vines at? <laughs> mm. yeah. Got any vines in there, bro? <laughs> Um, appearance, we're looking for something that's deep brown to black in color. Uh, clarity is usually obscured by the deep color, so looking at the patented uh, beer light. That's pretty goddamn dark. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the what was it? our example of it was pretty... It was, it was black. Pitch black. We didn't yeah. have the uh, patented beer light on last time because I don't think we had cameras last time. We did have the patented beer light on. Oh, we did? Yes. All we right. Did. Uh, flavor, the important bit. 
We're looking for something that's quite sweet with a smooth, dark grain flavors and restrained bitterness. Roasted grain and malt character can be moderate to high with a smooth coffee or chocolate flavor, although the roast character is moderated in the balance by the sweet finish. Moderate to high fruity esters can have a sweet, dark rum-like quality. Little to no hop flavor. Hmm. Yeah, sweet, and then the the roast isn't overbearing, which is is uh, good for me me personally. I, um, well, uh, what would you say is the, is the mouthfeel on this? Uh, we're medium to probably medium. Say medium. <laughs> yeah, like a not a big velvety taste, but there's a little bit of felt in my mouth. Yep. What what kind of flavors are you getting out of this, Brian? Definitely hey, that uh, again the, t- the kind of the toffee toasted bread, um, just a little bit over the top toast. Because um, we do have a roast malt in here and chocolate malt uh, for those that have not played with it doesn't really taste like chocolate tastes more like roast mm-hmm. darker. But yeah, there is a little bit of a grain grainy quality to it as well. Um, definitely dark fruit, especially on the nose. Uh, the only bitch I have is the carbonation, but this has been sitting here, so I don't. Yeah, it's been sitting there, and really he also uh, get it very accurate. He's, he said the carbonation might be a little low because uh, he uh, bottled it off the keg. Oh, okay, yeah, and that's fine. It's yeah, you know, a, a little bit more uh, crispness to to the uh, carb would kind of yeah. Homebrew bound, where we can't get carbonation right, no matter God what we it. do. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think, I mean, maybe more carbonation might slice through the beer a little bit and make it le- the, the body less full. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. so you said the carbonation is probably low because I'm lazy and didn't use my <laughs> counterflow chiller or filler. I'm like, God yeah, damn it, no, Andy. That's fun. Andy, you're great. Don't listen to Brian. <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. Oh, I sent a bunch of beers and cigars. <laughs> I'm lazy. Uh. <laughs> I know, right? Too lazy to go to the post office to do that. Uh. Yeah, Um. I mean, it's... It's very close to uh, to what our first tropical style was totally like. Agree. I think it's it's really good. Josh, do you have anything you'd like to say about it? No, Brian stole all the cool things to say. So I'll just, uh, <laughs> I could see him almost saying the words that I said, and then I just took them. Yeah, if you're not seeing it, I was mouthing it along with them. <laughs> but if you were watching, I didn't do that. Yes, but I, but mean, I mean, but it's but, but I was funny, doing it but, in my head. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. My, yeah, eyes, my eyes was, were doing, was it. doing it. Sorry, my eyes, <laughs> my eyes was doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Up, he was making eyes at me. I'm figuring it out. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I really like this, Andy. You did a good job. Yeah, man. It's clean. I'm not picking up any major off flavors or nope. anything. It's it's a good beer. Clean ferment, and I I, I don't know. I really like this style. It's weird. It's it's definitely different. It doesn't. I mean, you know, when you say tropical stout, I mean, I don't. I don't really picture myself on a, on a you know, an island in the sun drinking this kind of beer. But that's just me. So I would. I see. I'm like, all right. After I've had like six Coronas and I need something new. Yeah. This would be perfect. Like that perfect break right in the middle because it's not overly heavy. It's something mm. you can have in the heat and you're not gonna be dying. Uh, you know, like you have one, like one of those like big, like chewy stouts or a milk stout or something in the middle of yep. July, and then you step outside and you feel instantly sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, for me, there's a time and a place. Like I only drink mouthwash when I'm sitting under a bridge uh, cooking beans over a, f- a garbage fire. So I feel like you just called Andy's beer mouthwash. I don't. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, Josh knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, 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 yeah. He has gloves yeah, yeah. that the fingers are cut off, and he's warming his hands while I cook the beans. Mm-hmm. And we trade 
Mouthwash. Mouthwash. Yeah. Oh, nice. Up in and out. Uh, it's you know, it's mama minty bird. fresh. It's like a mama bird, baby bird situation. Man. That way you can... Tell you know, Jeremy to put that on a beer label. <laughs> mama burden? Yeah, whatever. Or all, all of that. The, Everything. The, the drawing of us sharing... Yeah, sharing mouthwash on your just hoboing it under a... Yeah. Ba- <laughs> we'll call the beer Beans. Beans? Mr. Beans? Mr. Beans. That's a shout out to a D&D... <laughs> player i know oh nice yeah take that his name is mr beans off the rails uh yeah no i'd take more of it if we want we do to have make more. sure it's still good yeah, you better make sure it's yeah I'm, I'm actually very happy with it it's good uh we also have a, another beer that we're going to be trying that Andy was kind enough to send to us he sent us his favorite commercial beer is what he said um and this is a uh, fat scotch ale from uh silver city brewing in I'm looking that up right now. Uh in Bremerton, Washington. Uh it's a wee heavy. Uh clocking in at 9.2% ABV. So we're taking it a little easy because unfortunately we have another show that we have to do after this. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm always I'm always down to try a scotch ale, and I will even pull up the uh the wee heavy notes Shit. here. Shit. So we can judge it according to the BJCP. Oh, and judge we will. Yeah, well, everything should be judged according to the BJCP because <laughs> we don't have a better rubric right now. No, you know, and in fact, the yearly hot dish contest at the brewery is judged with BJCP judging sheets. Which I thought went over amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> the mouthfeel of this hot dish. Mm, I don't know. They all kind of have the same mouthfeel. Uh, no, some of them, some of them had like a good like... Uh, like you could taste the individual ingredients. Some of them were just moosh. Oh yeah, like yeah, Justin's uncle. The no, like, that the one was half, undercooked. Half baked biscuits. <laughs> that one, like I think the best descriptor for that one was gooey, gooey. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I'm very excited for the hot dish competition though this year. I am too. I think it's. Uh, I think we're going to be able to take it up a notch. I think so too, man. There were what 18, 19 people entered. Yeah. In um, I feel like we should. Uh, we should have a meeting beforehand, like a few weeks beforehand, before Agreed. you announce it, and uh, give the contestants our rubric, so they know what we're looking. Yeah, why not? For. Yeah, that, that's a good plan. And then, then they can, then they can uh, bake to said rubric instead yeah, of just trying yeah. to shoot in the dark. Get a study before the test kind of thing. It's true. All right. Yep. Um, so a wee heavy overall impression, rich, malty, dextrinous, usually caramel sweet. Uh, these beers give an impression that is suggestive of dessert. Uh, aroma deeply malty with a strong caramel component, lightly smoky. Secondary aromas may be present. And in complexity, peat smoke is inappropriate. Get that shit out of there. Bro, there's peat malt in this. <laughs> it says on the bottle. Is there really? Yeah, and I'm not getting any. Okay. Yeah, I, I like. I just smelled it, and I didn't get any immediate peat. Well, like, I mean, neither. But liter- literally, like, there are zero beer styles where it's like, yes, peat is okay. <laughs> Dude, that is for your scotch and your scotch only. Speaking of peat, he'll be here later. And then you can tell him he's not okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you guys aren't peat fans. Like, nope. <laughs> nope. Person and or mold. Nope. No, we're fans of peat. Nobody like peat. Oh, okay. The the man. <laughs> Beat the man, not the malt. <laughs> uh, appearance light copper to dark brown, often with deep ruby highlights. Clear, usually has large tan head, which may not persist. Flavor, rich, malty, uh, with significant caramel. 
Hints of roasted malt may be present, sometimes perceived as faint smoke character, but not actual smoke character, uh, as may some some nutty character, all of which may last to the finish. Peat smoke is inappropriate. Hop flavors and bitterness are low to medium low. Malt presence should dominate the balance. Uh, Mouthfeel, medium flow to full body. This is a very good beer. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So this on rate beer has a three and a half out of five, which I feel like is very low. Low. Um, overall 90, it says on here. I don't know how rate beer works. I don't either. You know how I feel about rating beer. It's like, I don't, but I don't, like, at least I understand. I don't like every kind of pizza. Like, <clears throat> oh, like how they weight yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah I have no waiting. idea. I try to avoid reading critical things about <laughs> the beer that I brew. Cause it's, Nine it's times either. out of ten, it's stupid and wrong. Yeah. No, this is this is a very good we have. Yeah, I, really I talked like to it. Matt from Oliphant about that all the time, and I'm like, and Trevor too. I'm like, I don't read anything. And I'm like, yeah, neither do we. I kind of want to get a bunch get a bunch of brewers on mic and just talk about beer rating sites. I feel like that'd be a really interesting conversation. Yeah, it'd be very stressful. I think. Uh, I yeah. feel I feel like it'd be very angry all yeah, around yeah, the yeah, table, yeah. which makes a great radio. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Alex Jones here? <laughs> well, and it's it's one of those things where every brewer I talk to, they're like, well, some motherfucker put this thing up there. They wanted a Pilsner. They ordered a stout and they got mad and gave it a one because it was a stout, not a Pilsner. Right. Or I have a friend yeah. who she was like, well, I automatically out of five stars, there's one star taken off if it's a lager. And I'm like, what? that's it- fair. I mean, I don't think- <laughs> I mean, I don't understand no, what you guys no, are complaining about. That's not. That's fair. It's that's, all about I mean, emotion. Stupid. Don't you understand? Uh, I mean, see, what we need. This one makes me sad. So what you need is a, is a beer rating site that um, instead of you giving it a star, uh, like you take a picture, you take a selfie while you're drinking the beer and it analyzes your face and gives it a rating off of that. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Mine would be yuck. Ugly. Well, it. So every time Carlos tastes a beer, I don't know if you've noticed this on DLO, but he makes a face that looks like he he just smelt the worst skunk in the world. Mm. He's just like, mm. oh, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> eight, eight and a half. Analyze face. <laughs> That's like his version of like, you know, when the, the wheel is turning when you're loading a. A web beach page. Ball. It's just ball. beach ball, yeah. yeah. Resting cool. nasty face. Resting na- nasty. Nasty. Yeah, uh, this doesn't taste like nine and a half percent. No. Which it's probably is why good. It makes it so good. I'm hammered. No, I'm getting there. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's that's really good. There's a ton of caramel in it. Oh god, yeah, it's just definitely a caramel bomb. A little uh, sweet treat. Yeah, <laughs> something, something sweet. It's very good. Thank you, Andy. This is delicious. Thank you, Andy. I feel like that was an insincere, insincere thank you. No, I, I love him. <laughs> I've never met him, but that's okay. We haven't either. I'm Would you give him a hug? That I'm was marry probably too long. Yeah, just like half a beat too long though. Not not quite enough long. Just not so quite long can, enough to like make it weird, but no, you want to feel a little resistance. Yeah. You want to feel a little. <laughs> Push. That's when you know. Uh, ah, is he trying to get good. out of this? Or? It means you win. Every hug, you win. Every hug is a competition to see who will chicken out. Who, yeah, who, who, who like tries to get out of the embrace first? Yeah, it's it's a 
You, <laughs> you can win, means. and I try to every time. It's a competition of love. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> losers in love. We know that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, this uh, we have is pretty good. All right, uh, should, so oh, should, should we actually talk about a brewing topic for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we going to talk about? Mash. Think, Wait, which which one do you want to talk about? Let's, let's uh let's do mash hopping. All right, mash hopping. So yeah, today we're going to talk about mash hopping. Mash hopping is good. Uh, contentious. Oh, I think would be the right word. Absolutely. Um. So what what is mash hopping? Basically, mash hopping is adding hops, typically whole flowers, to the mash. You can also pellet. You throw pellets in there. I guess you could technically throw your lupulin powders and shit in the mash. Um, but the big question is why and does it actually do anything of benefit? So, I don't know. Brian, you want to talk a little bit about what, like, why? Um, well, so... It, it to to me and I've and I've long 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 ago I did one I felt like it added very little to the direct flavor. Um, the hops are they're never boiled, so no, you're not you're, you're not, not isomerizing right. You're not turning alpha acids into isomerized alpha acids technically. Um, you know, and I, I think largely like those other volatiles, those flavors and aromas are all lost in the boil. Um, most of these benefits, I mean, we're, this is, to me, I think what you'd utilize this for is mash pH, potentially, like uh, making, but will, getting like, a lower pH, but... Are, are the hops really going to affect the pH that much? You got to put a lot in there. You have to put <laughs> That's a ton the trick, in there. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it will mm-hmm. if you well, yeah. jam it full of stuff. Yeah, but wouldn't, like, using uh, salts be better? Yeah, I yeah, mean, then your beer's all salty, not hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, I mean, the, that's the the theory is that it would be that it would affect. Well, I mean, I I know it'll affect the pH because the, the, the they're adding acid mm-hmm. essentially, and you know, if you want, if you're correcting your kettle pH, you it would add you know acid. Um, so, in any case, um, yeah, I. I don't think it, to, in my mind it doesn't do anything. I don't. I don't see the point. And hops cost a lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, like, I, I I did a bunch of reading today about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I thought might be a benefit is like if you're doing something like a uh, like a lambic or something like that, mm-hmm. and you have a lot like a high wheat content or like something that's hullless, yep. and instead of using rice hulls. If you use enough hop flowers, that can help make you make a good louder base. Right, that, that's um, another good another good theory. And I mean, you're not gonna in those those kinds of beers. You're whipping like old hops, like well, and where you, they say aged hops in there. Yeah, and you don't want to anyway. T- you don't want a ton of isomerization there anyway, Mm-mm. because that'll that'll uh, stop the growth of the bugs and the wild yeast that you want. Right, that too, because that you know hops have an antimicrobial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Quality. like when you're when you're doing something like that, you want you want the preservation, but not but not much of it. Like you just want like a hint of the bitterness, right? Um, and so I could see mash hopping there, but there's one massive con with mash hopping that I've that I see, and that's that you can't feed that that grist to animals anymore. True, yeah. Like that's and that's that's a huge con because how many breweries around us? You know, send their uh, send their their uh, use or their spent grains off to farms. All of them. I mean, yeah, ninety five percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I just made that fact. 
<laughs> it's <laughs> probably That's true it probably or higher. Is. Feels right. <laughs> yeah, I think your spent grain goes to a pig go, farmer. Yep. Yep, and then uh, our spent grain goes to Angus cattle, and then um, Pitchfork, who is also nearby, their grain goes to the same guy that ours goes to. Selfish. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. That's what is it? What is the the saying? Never trust a man with a pig farm. Yeah, no, I mean he's he Are could you, kill you and like just feed you to the pigs, right. like snatch. Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Cool. A pig will eat one pound of human flesh per hour. Yep. That's that snatch. It's <laughs> yeah. a good movie. No, but yeah. So as soon as you put hops in there, like it can't be consumed by the livestock anymore because. The hop, I and I haven't figured out what exactly it is in the hops that causes it, but like they can't regulate their internal body temperature and they overheat and die. Yeah, at least that's what that's what happens to dogs. No, it sounds right. Again, that's no chocolate, no hops for dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and dogs won't eat raw hops though either because it doesn't smell good to them and it's super bitter. That's probably good and gross. But if you give a dog an IPA. It's all isomerized, so it might be okay. I don't know. I mean, your dog will have the shits. Don't give your dog beer. (laughs) Safest bet, just avoid it. Yeah, just avoid it. If your dog accidentally drinks a bottle of beer, it's probably not going to hurt anything, except your carpet, but... Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's a waste of hops. It is. It is. Um, I mean, we still have time. Do we want to dive into yeah. first work? Why not? Well, I could tell a dog beer story. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, why yeah. not? I, I love anecdotes. <laughs> well, it's not an anecdote. It's just what happened in real life. Uh, that, that would be an anecdote. No, nope. I, I'm not poisoned. So how could... Oh, wait. Anecdote? <laughs> anecdote. Okay. Nope. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had a greyhound growing up that was a alcoholic it was oh, pretty God. sweet um just my i think my dad spilt a beer and i think my brother was five and i was like three and he was like hold the dog while i go get a towel and it's like a greyhound <laughs> and there's no holding that yeah, dog. it didn't work weirdly enough and then, then my dad got back and uh it was all gone and then from that moment on my my dog fred the greyhound actively tried to knock beer out of my dad's hand at any given point he was like aggressive alcoholic (laughs) you can have that as my beer yeah it was awesome (laughs) it was like the worst dog yeah you have hangovers he was a real piece of work (laughs) (laughs) he's like eating burger king and smoking pot the next day he's gonna feel way better yeah The best cure is, uh, you know, like oh, hair great. of himself. Hair of himself. <laughs> hair of himself. <laughs> That's why he kept licking nice. his asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's a hangover cure, all right. Jeez. All right. Uh, so first wort hopping. How is that different than mash hopping, Brian? Uh, first wort hopping is when uh, is adding hops to the kettle uh, before the boil. Um, and <clears throat> when we would, let's see. Honestly, like you, we used to do uh, back in the day at Inbound is we would just whip the whip the hops into the the kettle like before transferring, and then one the hops would be sitting in the kettle, and then you'd you know open the valve and start pumping the uh, the first word in, and you get a get more contact time with them. Um, <clears throat> that's how we used to do it, but. Uh, 
so yeah, wait, that, that's wait, pretty wait, much it. What, like, what do you mean, like, whip it into the kettle? Like, what liquid is in there before you add the wort in? None. You just so, throw so you the just pellets the in and open the valve. Oh, okay, like, when you said whip, I was like, what is oh, he sorry. whipping it into? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was probably, if you're listening, I was making a, like, a You were making a stirry my... motion, and I'm like, what is in there? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we used to do. Or uh, if you have a wort grant, that's another place that you could. What is a wort grant? It's when the government gives you money for how great your wort is. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Perfect. Absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> Summed up. Well, no, but honestly, like, what is a wort grant? Oh, how do I describe a grant? It's it's a it's a little kettle that the <clears throat> wort goes into and. So it's like a wort reservoir. Yeah. So 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 it it's to it's like a pre, it's a little mini kettle that you, the wort goes into first and then it goes into the kettle, um, and it's just so you can you can pull samples, assess clarity, stuff like that. Sometimes grants are clear. Sometimes they're like a little kettle. Um, the first or first few Sprinkman systems, it was like a milk jug. Okay, so it's, it looks it's just, like a milk container. It's just like that that inner. Yeah, like, it's it's it might it might have somebody who's smarter than me with an engineering brain. It may have something to do with like flow rate and pressure and you know and and regulating the the speed of the louder and sparge. I wasn't sure if it was something like in between like the mash tun and the kettle where yes, like things. It is. Well, yeah, where but where things like you're hoping for like certain stuff to drop out, like more of that trub and stuff. Being transferred over. Well, yeah, you if if you're going from the ton into the grant, that's where you assess. Okay, uh, when I'm sparging, I'm getting good clarity. The bed is set. Blah blah. It's just okay, like so so it goes so it goes from the ton to the grant yep. and then back up to the sparge arm. Then even like mm-hmm. or yep. however you're sparging, just Correct. to assess clarity before yep. you start. <laughs> and then you change the, the flow so it goes <clears throat> so it louders. <clears throat> and by louder, I mean separating liquid from solid. So then when once you're done sparging, you start loudering and, and that it goes through the grant just the same. Um, there you can check temperature. There's all kinds of different yeah. reasons. So for they're grant. useful. Oh, very much so. You just don't you don't see them on home brewing systems. It's, That's because we are too small. It's extraneous, mm-hmm. <clears throat> extraneous equipment. And we don't like useful things. <laughs> <laughs> I like making things. Well, I mean, we do make a lot of shit. Homebrewers do it's a lot true. of a lot of lot of homemade stuff to try to emulate what the big guys are doing, and then we all do it hot side instead of uh, fermentation side, so our beer turns out like shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. So first, we're hopping. Uh, the pros of this, and this this kind of goes into like it seems a lot like mash hopping. Um, like what your benefits what your benefits are, except you still have the matter there that can potentially get isomerized if it doesn't boil off first. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing is like some of the, uh, the oils and stuff in the hops, they get a chance to get oxidized. And then when they become oxidized, they turn into a different compound that sticks around. Um, It doesn't necessarily boil off and you get a different flavor out of that. Uh, But most of the other, like all of your essential oils are going to boil off just like any of your like 60 or 90 minute additions. Um, this will add IBUs, unlike first wort hopping, which will not add IBUs. You're not, if you get any IBU, uh, extraction out of that, that's, it's so small. It's almost incalculable. Yeah. It's another way to pull some of the many, many compounds that you can pull out of hops using different technique. Um, a lot of people, uh, say that you get a more rounded hop bitterness, Mm -hmm. um, 
Like we talked about brewosophy a little bit last week. Yeah. Their experiments didn't show any difference. No. Nope. Um, it it it's one of those things. Again, you cut. You asked five different brewers how you're going to do something. You're going to get five different answers. Yep. Same thing with mash hopping. It just depends. I don't know. So uh, some people say you can taste it more in canary beers like pilsners, lagers, like light yeah. lager. Um, first, wort hopping I'm a lot more okay with than mash hopping because right. it doesn't ruin your mash for other things. So you're not just dumping it right down, right into the garbage or whatever. Seems like less of a waste. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you get away with fewer hops than if you're throwing it in the mash. Right. Uh, like at the at the homebrew level, you're looking at putting like three ounces of hops into your mash in order to get any sort of return mm-hmm. versus one into the boil. <laughs> like, do you really just want to add six dollars to your grist for no reason? Uh, no, I, I get something out of it, and then you can. And at the homebrew level, instead of giving it, well. I have given my homebrew uh, grist to uh, or leftover mash stuff to cows and stuff because Rick had cows and you would take it home and give it to the cows. But dog treats is another good one. Rick Rowland, pizza crust. Pizza crust doesn't. Uh, there's some brewery. Red Wing Brewing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They they uh, they ship it over to a uh, to a local bakery and they make all of their pizza crust out of their spent grains, and it's very nice. good pizza. Nice. Uh, they. Make some really good. They're, uh, oh man, they make some really good pizzas. They have they have one every year. Uh, their state fair pizza. Uh, basically, it it has like all the makings of like state fair food on it, and they just shove a stick in the crust and like it's on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I a bottle of beer to a stick. That's beer on a stick. Beer there on you a stick. Go. All right. So, that's uh, marketing right there. <laughs> yep. Marketing. I think first, in, in the end here, first, uh, that's an, another thing First, where hop, probably more of a uniform bitterness to a canary beer or... Yeah, but are you going to see any difference uh, if, you if, first, you did a, if you did a first wort versus a 60 minute? Uh, no, I still don't. I still don't think so. I mean, especially with an IPA, if you're... Well, yeah, an IPA, but even like a Pilsner... Mm-hmm. Like so, you're gonna do a 90 minute boil on a pilsner. If you're doing a first wort hopping on that, yeah, you're boiling those hops for 90 minutes. Feel like They're most not, of the oils are gonna get carried yeah, away by water completely, vapor. Completely gone anyway. Um, I mean, maybe a cream ale, you could do it. Sure, but again, I don't know if you're gonna notice any difference between one that you did a first wort hopping on versus one that you just did a 60 minute on. Right, and the 60 minutes is it's a lot easier to calculate the IBUs. Um, and the flavors that you're going to get. I mean, you know, for what, another thing, and this is another contentious thing, is I I still think IBU is a stupid calculation for bitterness. I think perceived bitterness, I and mean, we can get into this another time, but perceived bitterness is, is what it's all about. Um, IBU, the Regar formula, the Tinseth formula, what have you, your, <laughs> anything first work wouldn't be calculated, and anything, you know, post Flame, yeah. flame out it's not calculated either so it's it's you know and then people look at these northeast ipas and they're like well how how is it so hoppy and there's only 26 ibu well you well can, but there's a difference between hoppiness and bitterness as well exactly and you can certainly make a zero ibu beer yeah zero ibu ipa just throw everything out in there after flame out and it is yeah but zero. I, see i don't know if that would be as i don't i wouldn't classify that as an ipa though there are a lot of them that 
yeah, Northeast IPA is your. I know, but I don't calculate. I I don't think New England IPAs should be IPAs, <laughs> but that's an entirely different. Is that with or without lactose? Don't put fucking lactose in that shit and call it an IPA. Like then that's what the kids are into these days. I know you're, you're, well, you're, 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 look, you're looking at like the milkshake IPAs or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you hit a certain level, and like most of those like New England style, the I the IBU wise, they're they're in the pale ale range instead of the IPA. Right. But I feel like they're using the IPA name for marketing because people buy IPAs. They don't buy pale ales. So Casey's all like, death to false IPA. Yeah. Really? I, I, I like styles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I They need to he mean still, something. He still has ideals. That's the problem. Casey likes rules. <laughs> you well, gotta just realize my paycheck isn't anything. on the line. Yeah. So <laughs> nothing matters anymore. Nothing That's matters all, anymore. Yeah, we're pretty nihilist. Well, and overall. it's. No, I am. Not, I can't speak for. Well, but like, yeah, it just doesn't matter. It, you it just doesn't. Make whatever and you want you, and it, market it however you want. We 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 ran into the same issue Why? a couple weeks ago. We were talking about Oktoberfest. Everybody makes or talks any like multi logger that they make around October is an Oktoberfest. Whether it's a Meritzen or what or a Fest beer or whatever it mm-hmm. is, Meritzen. Uh, it's an Oktoberfest. So you can order an Oktoberfest at one brewery, and it's golden and clean and slightly mm-hmm. sweet or you get staghorn and it's super dark and caramely and completely different but they're both Oktoberfest. yeah because again nothing matters i don't <laughs> when you have ideals then you can d- be disappointed and yeah. i think that's what you're doing i am and, <laughs> and the trick is to just give in to the darkness and it doesn't matter no i but i feel like we could change it we can make it better <laughs> so what did no, we learn no. here yeah we learned we don't have principles because then that's when you find out there's sadness and then I have no, no scruples that's all I'm I mean yeah I get what you're saying no Josh you are you're, right no you're right I, we're both so I you're, think I'm you, an I'm yeah like I get that nothing matters I wish things did you know but I, I'm the embra- idealist yeah I've just embraced that nothing matters and you're fighting for what you believe in and that's admirable <laughs> But it's know. not going to get me anywhere, but it's admirable. I'm yeah, having a really good time with, with Josh on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all smiles. I like it. He, he lets me know that all my ideas are shit. <laughs> there we, we And uh, I think it's a general rule. Whenever there's a photo being taken, you can't talk. So that right. moment of silence it's, was, it's, it's really good for a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry I felt like I had to describe because there was a general moment There's of just silence like a, a dead air moment alright let's get the fuck out of here Peace. Jesus Christ <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, if you'd like to support us more directly, head on over to patreon.com slash studios. Become a patron today. If you become a patron, you get to watch all of this shit on a delightful live stream uh, where you get to see all of our beautiful faces. And actually, the beard game is strong tonight. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. Yep. Thank it, you. It's three different levels of beardiness yeah, up in this piece. It's, it's pretty great tonight. Uh, you also get beer cam, which is a feature in and of itself. Your cam's the shit. Um, yep, and if you don't want to support us on Patreon, but you do some Amazon shopping, head over to blindnewsstudios.com first, click on the Amazon link, then just set that as your book Amazon bookmark, and just click on that every time. And then we get money every time you buy stuff on Amazon. So it really helps us out. Hurts Amazon. It's a win-win situ- situation. Absolutely. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.